Hello, friends. This is Stacking Pennies. Road America, 4th of July edition. Tyler Reddick breaks the barrier and gets into victory lane, passing the defending winner, Chase Elliott. Some big news there. We're going to get into some Tyler Reddick facts, but also my good friend, little Ty Gibbs, beat the reigning champ uh, this weekend in the Xfinity race. We're going to pick his brain about that. He's coming into the studio, so we're going to get all the juicy stuff. Uh, you do not want to miss that, as well as we are going to be talking to Mark Martin, but that won't be airing until spare change this weekend, guys, as we also break down a little bit of Hotlander preview. Stick around. This is Stacking Pit. Stacking them deep, selling them cheap. It tastes like gasoline, rubber, and victory. We're just out here stacking pennies. All right, friends, I'm Corey LaJoy, and I only have one friend in the studio with me today, and that is my dear friend, Pit Road Boats and Wells Analyst, Mr. Ryan Flores. Drop some dead weight. We have dropped a lot of dead weight in Jonathan Merriman. And I believe Chuck is probably storming the beaches in Normandy right now. Yeah. Recreating some sort of loading his musket in the fields of Gettysburg. I don't know where he's at. He's fighting a war somewhere. Fighting a war. We're fighting a war. We fought a bit of a war uh, with our steering rack to start the race this weekend. Uh, I'll get into that later. But a bunch of July 4th celebration. We got a a hilarious penny stacker of the week uh, story later in the show for y'all. Uh, but where shall we start? Let's just start with your racing. You don't get to race very often, but when you do, you usually seize the day. Yeah, it was good. Stafford. Stafford. So I flew up to Stafford Thursday night. Priest was there. Newman was there. You know, there's a lot of guys up there. Um, it was 140 cars in the pits. So really healthy short track racing up there and started 31st. In, in a what? SK Modified, their okay. weekly modified division. And uh, drove to ninth. So that was really good. Um, Why'd you start so deep? They don't qualify for that. They have an open 80 modified race. It's kind of like the tour type modified. So they don't qualify the SK cars. They just start straight up off their handicap, mm. which is based off of points and kind of a finishing metric. Since I'm not in points, I've only run one other race this year. I just tagged on the back of the field. So shout out to Tick Mike and Tyler and JJ and those guys up there for getting that thing dialed in. It was fun to drive to the front. I mean... 31st and that's a day. That's a day. I think we were better too. I think we were better than that, but 40 laps, you know, I, I missed a shift, made, made some rookie mistakes, but definitely passing cars and, and learning as you go, man, that place is one of the premier short tracks in the country for a reason. Stafford is sweet, man. But that's like, when you go to Stafford, that is the top of the heap in terms of modified competition. Yeah. You go, to, I think you go some places and you know, if you start 31st, maybe the first 10 in front of you are junk Yeah, and there, there's no, but like they're all, they're all, good. they're all good. So yeah, it was a, it was, it was fun. It's man. I'll tell you what, every time I go do that, I have more and more appreciation for, you know, for guys that race for a living. I don't think we've talked about it on here. You're building a street stock. Have we talked about it on here? Oh, uh, I don't know. Yeah, we are going to Wilkesboro the Why? same night Dale Jr. Runs. So Dale Jr. Driving late mile stock, but the big show, the big story of the night is Ryan Flores going to be running a street stock. street stock race. And the the question is not why. It's why would you not go do that? And we yeah. had an opportunity to do it, and we're going to go give her hell. When is that? I think it's August 30th. It's the week before Darlington. So it's the first playoff race. So it's not great, but uh, not great for timing. But ah. you get a chance to go around Wilkesboro in a street stock. It's it's going to be a lot of fun. And so are they like Wednesday? Aren't they like Wednesday nights, Tuesday nights? Yeah, it's Tuesday, Wednesday, Monday practice. So it's after Daytona. Mm. So that'll be some fun. Can I drive it? Yeah, absolutely. Sign me up. Yeah. Um. So we go from Stafford, Connecticut, 
then we fast forward to did you you raced on friday night friday night flew home flew and then home. i talked to you on pit road sunday morning yep sunday before the race shortly before you were in the garage bro i'll, I'll break that down in a second because uh we're going to be joined by the xfinity winner mr ty gibbs he has turned into a pretty good friend of mine him and i were at gopro together on thursday uh, just him and i running around cutting some laps in the shifter carts so it's cool to see him race hey kyle larson reigning champ passed him fair and square and was in contention all day but he uh he made his move at the end and got the dub so we will talk to him here in a bit and now you go to sunday dude it's been a tough stretch some i, I did my media bit. i did my me- media availability um this today for like local news for Pocono and New Hampshire and Atlanta a couple like it was like two hours worth of media in 10 minute blocks and some guy hit me with a stat that in the last seven races we have only finished better than 34th twice jeez we have had an issue in five of the last seven races uh that's a shitty stat that is a stat and it's been something different every time which is super frustrating um obviously the team doesn't want anything to happen because it's a lot of money in the back end they're losing out. I feel like as though we've left about 88 to 90 points on the table, which would probably be 25th, 26th in points, which blows. Uh, that's part of it. So this week, I went to go. We caught, I was slow in practice because I just suck at road courses. Well, you get like two laps of you, practice. Three, I think I got three full laps um, with a, with an open lap, like a get-up speed lap, and then a cool-down lap, you get three time laps. Uh, and then – Two laps in qualifying. So I'm not up to speed. Qualifying the trunk. Just going to feel it out and get some. It, it, dude, it's driving a cup car at a road course is so hard. It's so hard to me just to like reprogram your brain. And a, a conversation topic we're going to get to in a second is why are dirt guys so good uh, at road courses? I think because being a short track asphalt guy growing up, it's completely backwards. Uh, with the way you brake, with how you roll corner speed. It's such an opposite way of programming your brain that I think dirt track guys, they don't have that. They like The way a dirt track, short track, those guys drive is different than an asphalt, short track, a hickory, right? Because yeah. uh, asphalt, short tracks, whether you're at Martinsville or hickory or any short track in the country, it's like a tapered braking, right? You slow it down a little bit, but you're trail braking to try to keep the front loaded and turning. When you're a road course, you make... You are 700 feet away from the corner making 1,000 pounds of brake pressure. Like It just doesn't register to your brain to get a peak pressure and hold it for 300 feet. Yeah. Like It just feels counterintuitive. Um, so it took all day for me to get to about 10 to go when it really clicked and I was starting to put all my corners together. But our steering rack broke, uh, a little part in it makes it not work, broke as I, I noticed that it started the gentlemen search your engines vroom, started up i pulled like three feet forward to reset my wheel to make sure it was straight and i was clunking the steering wheel i'm like hey guys did we change anything from yesterday no haven't changed anything well we broke you knew exactly what well, you knew is t-bar in the rack yeah because right it happened to us in practice daytona had the same issue but luckily obviously it didn't happen in the race we were able to change it and it was good ran the 500 no problems we had another steering issue at sonoma unrelated fluid but this one we make made like a quarter of a lap cut through the fan zone so like through <laughs> five like where they do the what the winner interview at the end of it 
I went through there through the little tire barriers and I was like through like the hot dog stand. Like I'm like looking <laughs> around and people are like, what are you doing? And I'm like, get out of the way. I'm revving my shit up to like get people out of the way past the hot dog stand, go past like the Chevy display up like the main road. Like there's golf carts and shit. People walking around with like their beer hats on. And I pull up like their little roundabout. I go around the roundabout <laughs> through the garage entrance. And like the gate guard was like, what? check your hard card. Like what? Yeah. Like, hey, man, I had to flash in my badge. And then I just pulled to the back of trailer and then we lost five laps to start the race. Um, and then I got out there and literally ran around no cars all day, which was great, actually, in hindsight, uh, because it was like a full-on test session. time. Literally, like, real-life test session. Um, it didn't pay worth a damn. But I did, like, it clicked like a bell going off. It's like, ding, okay, I get it now. Yeah. And then we ended up running the 11th fastest time. That's going from, the essence of stacking pennies. That is the essence of stacking pennies. You start putting all the corners together. Yeah, because I literally qualified. Lori's Hesiman was the only guy that didn't now qualify me. Maybe <laughs> other guy. Kyle Tilly or whatever his name is. But like I was legitimately, I don't know, almost three seconds off the pace in, in qualifying. Now, and then over the course of 40 laps, I get to where I was three tenths off, four tenths off. Now explain like, so I understand it, right? But from somebody that's just watching, they might think you just get a steering rack. Like next gen car, you buy the parts, you don't build them. You get a rack, you put in your car and you race. Like the, the big teams, they all dyno them. They take them apart. They go through them all. A team like yours doesn't have that resource to do that. Yep. So all the big teams, Gibbs, Penske, Hendrick, Trackhouse, they, they all have in-house steering departments. So they'll buy a rack from Woodward and they dyno them. They take them apart, essentially blueprint them, put their better O-rings, better fittings on there, get it plumbed a little bit better, and then service. There's ways that like the set screw, the, the part itself isn't great. It's not a great design, but they go in there and make it essentially more bulletproof than what it was. A team like ours, without a steering department, we send them to a company uh, called Turn One. They dyno them, they send them to us, and we just take it out of the box. And like, okay, we just assume it's good, it's brand new, and put it in the car. And every single area of weakness the box has had, we, has, we have broke. Where the bigger teams, they go through them, they go through them through a fi fine-tooth comb, they fix what the potential issues are, then they run it. Now, when you say dyno, you know, the dyno is much like a, like same thing you do with like an engine dyno. You mm -hmm. put it on there, you put it through load, yeah. you simulate, you know, sure what, no what it's going to go through. Make sure there's no yeah. trash in there, tooths chipped or anything like, um, yeah, that's just one other variable that, you know, puts you farther behind and, and puts you, you know, at the mercy of vendors that a lot of teams have control of their own destiny where we, uh, do not. So that sucked. Uh, but we, we did see right. the 24 have a steering issue you last, know, last week. week too. So it's not something they're, they're, you know, immune to. It happens to, to everyone, but yeah. it definitely, you know, the more people you have, the more resources you have, the less stuff like that is going to happen. Well, it's, it's bitten Spire specifically. So the issue that I had, it was an O-ring that broke last week or two weeks ago at Sonoma and it leaked all the fluid out, lost power steering, come in, had to fix it two, three times. The same issue happened to the 77 this week. Well, we do see more issues, and and you saw it at the Roval and testing. We do see more issues with you know the the caster and everything that you have at road courses, let alone ovals, because it doesn't like to find well, true center. Dude, you just beat the ever living out of that car at the road courses. Yeah. you're smashing curbs, you're putting wheels off, uh, you're leaning on the tires and asking a ton of capability out of the tires and wheels and just suspension overall, and you're banging gears and. So yes, if there if stuff's gonna break or or come apart, 
usually it does the road course, but I feel like overall we haven't seen a lot of failures besides a couple rotors and a couple steering failures. But that's just our day. You know who didn't have a bad day? Tyler Reddy. It's great. Dude, that was badass. Great for him. About time uh, him and Randall got in victory lane. They've been flirting with it for a couple years now. Uh, it was really cool to uh, to see Tyler. And Did you see that he started losing some time? And Randall's like, get out of your mirror. Really? Yeah, he's like, get out of the mirror. Stop looking in the mirror. Love that. And he started going back forward how far, again. How close did he get to him? I don't know. I just know that he, he started falling off a little bit and catching him. And he's like, get out of the mirror, dude. Let's go. Love and, that. And, uh, you know, that's 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 good. Uh, my, it's so funny. We talked about it because we have kids now. And you think, like, you're going to win and you're going to get out and everybody's going to be there and they're going to be pumped and it's going to be a great day. And then your kid falls asleep in victory lane. He doesn't care less. Yeah. Like, it's so funny. Dude, Eric Amarola has a great story. He, he wins, I don't know which time at Talladega. I'm assuming, I think it was with the 10. Gets to the next level, the round of the playoffs. And he's, like, it was the biggest win of his career, he says. And... He said he's, you know, in victory lane and shaking hands and doing all the things, taking the pictures. And he says he lands like normal, drives home, and he's sitting there on his couch just like with his wife and his kids were bed. And, and he thinks to himself, he's like, I forgot to take the trash out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he said he just drags trash out <laughs> to the street. And he's That's like, <laughs> this is the biggest day of my life. And yet. I still got to take the trash yeah. out. That's like what we won the Daytona 500 this year and uh, Harper and crew were down there and Harper was just nervous the whole time. The planes aren't going to fly back over, are they? Because they were too loud for her. So she didn't want that. Like I'm like, eh, Bro, let me tell you, have to worry about. If I, if I win it, Atlanta this week, I'm not taking the trash out. I'm dumping uh, no. the trash in, in my neighbor's front yard. Oh, yeah. And just burning it Dude, on fire. I, I don't want to harp on this too much and I don't want to breeze over Tyler's deal because I'm super pumped for Tyler um, and the whole eight team, but what? And I don't want to get too deep into this or, or bashing. But what do you think about the Gregson Sage Karam deal? Like, if NASCAR don't call that low down ass <laughs> race, I will. <laughs> I, yeah, like I don't. I can't, what do you do there? I don't, dude. I don't know. You can't just right rear hook somebody down now, a straightaway. So like, if you're that mad, that so that's what's tough about. I don't think deal. that he meant to wreck him i think he was trying to give him a door but it was a fairly aggressive door like you can ship him into the next corner off in the sand trap and not wreck right half the damn field yeah and yourself so like if he was truly upset about how sage was racing him i just don't end his day somewhere else just his you don't have to you know put jordan anderson (laughs) out of a car and guys like that now now don't get me wrong like if you go to race and your car gets wrecked that's part of it like it it happens Yes. But man, that that's a tough way to that's a tough road to hoe in the garage if you start doing stuff like that. That's all. Yeah, I don't I mean, and then obviously we saw a bunch of stuff from Tommy Joe Martin, rightfully mad, his cars were tore up, it's a lot of money out of his pocket and there's a big disparity, man, because and I'm interested to see because there there are guys that have targets on their back because people know how they got there. Call it what it is. Yeah, right? that because well, it's a tough spot because when, like a guy like that in the past, right? Like it's it's no I don't know. Surprise. If try to hide. It's no surprise that you know Noah, you know, has a lot of funding from his family. Yeah. So in year, you know, when Mark Martin was racing, if you did stuff like that, you got yourself out of the sport pretty quickly. Yes. But now, you know that hey, you can do stuff like that and get away with it because you're paying for it. Yeah. Valid point. I have no response to that. I don't. Hey, I hate saying that. You hate saying it too, but that's just the way it is. Um, now. Is there some long-term ramifications from that? Who knows? But I do know this. 
I know uh, I'm not going to name names, but I, there was a similar situation last year in Xfinity race at Pocono. And I heard the back end story on the ass reaming that this particular driver got from NASCAR. There was no back end penalties, similar situation. Y'all can probably go back and pull the tape. Uh, but the ass chewing from Wayne Auten was serious enough to where he didn't want to do it again. Yeah. Um, that's what I hope they do. You know, that's... and, and you know, sometimes a good old ass chewing helps. Maybe old Japanese inspection. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, yes, thunder. you hate to see half the field tore up, uh, because of that, some of retaliation that's, uh, you know, maybe overstep, but Hey, like if that's, if Noah feels like that was warranted, so be it. He's a big boy. He can handle the repercussions of his actions. So five first time winners so far. Yeah. Right. We're in, only in the first three half. away from 16 winners. Yeah. Right now, there's only one Stewart Haas car in the chase. Uh, it's and and you know Blaney Truex and Chris Bell are in bad shape. If you know we go to two more road courses this weekend's a, a crapshoot. You know two super speedway type races. Yeah. So you know you know you look at Eric Eric Jones, Austin Dillon, guys below the cut line that are good there. We go to New Hampshire. Eric Amarola won last year. So like, man, it's it's crazy right now. But I look at the five guys that have won this year, and it it's tied for 2001, 2002, and 2011 for you know, five new winners, but four of the five drove for Brad Keselowski. Does that make that team BKR the best feeder program in history? I don't, well, I don't know. It's now defunct. So we can call it such. Yeah. Who's going to say not. Yeah. So on here, what makes a, BKR different than Kyle Busch racing, Kyle Busch motorsports? I, I don't want to, you like, can say it. I don't want to go. You can say it. You already I, said it once this show. Say it again. I think, I think Brad picked, picked guys that he thought had a future. And I think Kyle picks guys that can pay the bills. Yeah. Uh, and, and there's some guys, uh, let's not hit on everybody. I think Chandler Smith showing up with some potential. Yeah. Corey Heim as well, but there's Look, I a think big Bubba difference. And Noah and you know, the guys that came, Chris Bell, there's guys that came through that program that are really good too. Yeah. But I, I just think it was, I, and I, I don't, you know, if you look at the stats, KBM might be better. But not at the, I don't think at the cup level. In, in strength by numbers with, you know, Austin Cindric like, and Chase Briscoe. But you and, look at Eric Jones and Christopher Bell and... You know, Bubba, you know, those guys have all won cup races, but yeah. just these guys are all kind of coming up. You look at Blaney, you look at Briscoe, Reddick, Chastain, Sindrick. Oh, yeah. You know, they forgot about Chastain. Yeah. All those guys came through that. Yeah. That's the portal, portal for success. That's maybe good. I need a driver. Maybe I need to tell Brad to fire up a truck race for a couple of times. Let me just rekindle some magic. <laughs> there's a good, there's a good question here that, that Janie has in debate options. Which, which of the, the five this year that have won races wins the championship first? Now four of them are Xfinity I'm gonna champions. Go, I'm gonna go Roswick. Four yeah, of them are, yeah, are, are Briscoe, no, three of them are Xfinity Chase champions. Briscoe, Daniel Suarez, Briscoe and Tyler didn't Reddick win a, two time. Briscoe didn't win a championship. Oh, he did not. No, no. Okay. Cindric, Reddick, and and Suarez. Well, Briscoe won like 80 races that one year, and then didn't win Phoenix, so he didn't win the championship. But I'm gonna go this. I don't have Jonathan Merriman here for ice cold take this week. I'm gonna go. It's either for me, it's Ross Chastain or Tyler Reddick. Yeah, I well, just raw. I I think just with the strength, like if I'm looking at it just right now, the yeah. strength of the one car and dude, their bad Ross, races is fifth right now. They're just really they're bad. Really strong. If they're off, they finish seventh. Really strong. Now I think you know I've worked with Austin, and I could be a homer and say you know I know Austin is going to be good, and it's his rookie season. Yeah, but he still you know he still makes bad days good too. He there's there's weeks where he does not look like a rookie. Yeah, and and you know he I think that that he can have the strength to do it too, but and. High tide raises all ships, right? We've talked about it. Look at how much better Daniel's getting because Ross is 
is raising the tide over there. No doubt. Fourth and fifth this weekend. Like, yeah, and just solid, rock solid. Been, like their pit crews are good on pit road. Their cars are super fast. They drive good. And Ross and, and Daniel, one, Parker Clickman talks about it a lot, have a ton of confidence. And when you roll into the track with a lot of confidence, you're going to get all there is to get out of your out of your motor, uh, your motor vehicle. There's going to be a lot of people calling old Tyler Reddick's phone here in about eight months. He's good. He's been good since he came on the scene in the East Cars at Dude, Rockingham when he, when he put it on the dude, top. He stick on the top sideways and passed me like I was tied to a stump. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. And then he gets out. He looks like he just got done surfing in, like, Southern California. And he was, like, I don't know, 16 years old. I'm like, oh, this kid's actually Well, he raced side-by-side side with Kyle Larson all the way up, right? And, and like, Tyler Reddick is no he's, – he's not just some guy that just showed up racing East Cars. You know, he ran – non-wing sprint cars he ran for scott bloomquist you know like he's yeah. been there and done it uh and he, and you know traveled to all the dirt tracks you know in the country so, so you, you're taking chastain as the first one who will have uh, who will have the most wins in their career i'm interested to see now that the first win has been won how many tyler can can, can click off i i think he wins again but before the end of the year for sure i think he can for sure yeah now, well i mean he should have won uh fontana cut a left rear should have won Bristol Dirt, and Chase wiped him out. And then anyone, where were we were Road America. He's run second a bunch of times. And I've worked for Tyler yeah. in the BKR days of Change Tires for him. And I told him this, you know, a couple of weeks ago. I said, when you have confidence, you're one of the best guys in the garage bar none. But when he doesn't have confidence, he makes very dumb mistakes and takes himself out of it. So hopefully this boosts his confidence and makes him believe that he can do it. And it could be it could be uh, bad for the rest of the garage if he does get that. Yeah, I mean, RCR as a whole hasn't shown a ton of speed consistently, so it's hard to really see him making a deep run in the playoffs. But, you know, confidence is just as measurable or immeasurable, rather, than overall speed of your car. So the confidence knob is cranked all the way up and also committed into the playoffs, and there's a lot of I – mean, dude, if you don't have a win right now, I'd be – dude, if I'm, like you said, Blaney. Truex, Christopher Bell, I am uh, I'm a bit nervous. Who else is nervous is three-quarters of the Stuart Haas camp, not in the playoffs right now. And those guys are in a, like a half a must-win situation. It's the only way. You're not going to make up 20 or 60 points to the 19 and the 20. Now, I'm not like super surprised that the 10 and the 40. I mean, I, you know, I am surprised that the 14's in and the 4 is not because, the you know, the 4 is just – it's Kevin, Kevin Harvick. Harvick. You know, you, you you think he'd be in there, and they, they definitely made a pickery swap and made their team better. But if you look at the points alone, right, if we just have two more winners, Blaney's a race ahead, and he's almost, you know, he's 90 points ahead of Kevin. Mm -hmm. So that's almost two races ahead of, of Kevin. So, uh, yeah, I I don't know. I know, like, should Blaney, we just Should we just add some people to the playoffs, like Jeff Gordon style? <laughs> well, I was that was a mess. But... <laughs> Hey man, it's your arm. It's, uh, yeah, let that me was just a chop mess. it right off. But um, yeah, dude, I this it's the most competitive year I've ever seen. I mean, stats don't lie, man. Stats don't lie. Stats don't lie, and a lot of guys were saying, "Hey, we're not going to get 16 winners." Well, guys, what do we got? How many? Eight races left. Eight. Yeah, yeah. eight races left for three winners. Mm, I don't know. And if you're teeing up, you know, two speedway to races, go to. Atlanta and Daytona are in there. Two more road courses. One more road course in the regular season. Uh, Indy. No. Watkins Glen. And, oh, yeah. Two more. Yeah. One in the road. Uh, one in like the I said, dude, Loudon and Pocono could be fuel mileage races. You never know what's going to happen to Loudon and Pocono. There's a lot of stuff coming up that could be really, really interesting. 
watch that seven car sneak up in there and really f things up for everybody. That Atlanta, Atlanta, dude, you can get another bro, cake my, this week, bro. My, uh, I could get another <laughs> cake this week. I'll, dude, the belts are gonna be pulled so tight. I'm gonna be racing. Is this 400 miles this race this weekend? Yeah, the last one was 500. It felt like forever. It did feel like forever. Good thing because I needed 100 laps to get all the grass shook out of that thing after sliding through it. But I'm going to win, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, what? Why? Why else not? Might as well. Hey. We're going to race. I'm going to go try to win that thing. Speaking of winning. Speaking of winning, we're going to be talking to Ty Gibbs here shortly, right after Pit Road Boats and Woes. You do not want to miss. Stay tuned. This is Stacking Pennies. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Man, we had a couple pit road boats in woes this weekend, <laughs> especially the 11 car. Had two penalties for crossing four boxes. They front upon that. Yeah, two of them, driver penalties. I keep hearing a lot of talk about that's their 26th pit road penalty of the year, which is quite a bit. That's a lot, dude. It's a lot, but it does. It also doesn't like if you wreck and you have too many guys over the wall, if you get a flat and pit before pit roads open. So there's definitely like I'd have to look at the report to see why um, it's, it's not all just speeding or loose wheels or jumping over the wall too soon, but that's a lot of freaking penalties. Well, the like Denny, I think, has over the past couple of years, I think he pushes pit road rolling speed so hard that he does speed quite often. I speed a bit, but it seems like Denny Hamlin speeds towards the top. I'm sure people can listen, can pull up some stats. Uh, but the 11, yeah, it's hard to overcome, especially now with you know the way the next-gen cars are and dirty air. Man, you get a penalty, especially 26 of them, and we're only halfway through the year. I'm sure – that 11 team is going to want to clean some of those up, but backward stops this weekend. How yeah. was it? Yeah. So it was, it's tough. It's obviously tough for the driver. You saw the 11 car drive too many stalls and also the six Brad, he's, you know, he's got a lot of experience. So to be making those mistakes and then see like the, probably the best pit crew on pit road, the 18, they jumped off the wall too soon. So those mistakes are what'll get you at, you know, backwards stops, racetracks. And it's like I said, and I've said it before, it's something that we haven't really focused on, but it's like a stretch of like three out of eight or nine races are backwards pit stops now with, you know, Indy and Watkins Glen also being backwards pit stops. And with as hard as it is to win right now, you watch the eight car, he locked himself in the playoffs through this. So you have to be good at it. You can't just go, oh, yeah, we'll just see how we do. And the last pit sequence, the eight and the nine came down, you know, within three car lengths and the eight left on his bumper. They had a better stop. So it's important to be able to execute. Even Tyler slid long on that last stop and stopped pretty close to the wall. So for them guys to be able to do that, it was, what's, what's really cool for me to see, and I went back and watched the race is what everybody does different. Like for our team, 
we kept me on the front and, and Zach on the rear, but Graham ran around the back of the car instead of running around the front of the car. A lot of guys ran around the front of the car. I watched a lot of the Hendrick teams. They switched their changers. So the changer, the front changer was on the rear and the rear changer was on the front because the rear changer now is having to do essentially what the front changer does, pull the tire. It, the car stops in the stall, obviously the other way, but the changer almost swaps ends. You just don't, you know, instead of having to chase the car down, the front changer just stands, stands there, but it essentially is, you know, just becomes a, if you, if you flip the car around, that's why Graham ran around the back of the car. The only situation is you get to gas. If gas is spilled, mm-hmm. it gets really bound up back there with three guys and, and you know, the, the right rear becomes an issue. But to see how everybody executes that differently and that the 19 team won the weekend, they, they had a really good weekend. And uh, It looks about a second different slower. It's probably a little bit more than that. But, yeah, it's, a, it's about a second when you hit it right. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a lot of 15, 16s thrown up. And I also saw like the 20 car in their last stop, they had a D10 issue where they couldn't get the right rear off or they couldn't get the, you know, the, the gun engaged on the nut. Also saw it on the 31. So something that, like I said, Fiedler outlined a couple weeks ago, but short tracks and road courses, I feel like that's going to be a situation more and more. Mm. And I don't know what, I don't know what causes it or what's going to fix it. What's that? That, that lug nut's detent, too tight? The detent. No, the, the lug nut kind of backing off into the detent. Oh, right. And holding it there. So I don't know if, if you just have to get your wheels tighter so they don't do that. I'm not really sure. But you, if you get your wheels tighter, then you pay the penalty. Yeah. So it's a, it's always a um, a thin line on pit road for sure. What do you think about what the pit road at Atlanta hasn't changed any? No. No, it's about the same. But New asphalt. Yeah, but, you know, there's not going to be a lot of passing. So you're going to have to keep your... Your car is going to, you're going to have to be able to get your wheels out of the fender and uh, you're going to have to keep your track position. For sure. Rod heights are super low at Atlanta. We've got a guest coming out. I don't want to make him wait any longer, but you guys aren't going to get to hear from him until this weekend as we rifle off some Atlanta talk on spare change. But Mark Martin is back in the waiting winds. So come on back. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. All right, guys, I've been waiting all day to sit down with my good friend, Xfinity winner from Road America this weekend, four-time winner this year already in the Xfinity Series. You guys know him, uh, but he is in studio today, so I'm pumped up to talk to my buddy, Mr. Ty Gibbs. Hey, everybody. This isn't a video show, my friend. This is an audio show. So this audio. Can't see okay. You waving. I was waving, so that Don't was an audio wave right now. 
this is. Uh, I'll tell you what the difference was uh, for you this weekend is you followed me around. You felt bad for me for about four or five laps of GoPro, followed my Come line. Come on. And then you drove past me like I was tied to a stump. Dude. That's, it's. I mean, I'm a light guy, so I think I gained some horsepower without having dude, all those abs, bro. Dude, that's so fast. Well, you're I'm like, light, dude. I'm light. So I don't. If I had a little bit of like weight to dig myself in, I would be nice. But I feel. That's I don't pretty, know. I got. I, I can I, dig in a straight line. Well, also, dude, my helmet is like a foot taller than yours on the back yeah. straightaway. I put a big. I tuck it down. I'm like a truck, and he's like an <laughs> F1 car out there. I get I'm a big so draft. Dude. Yeah. He was teaching me some stuff this week. God, dude, he's just so You're a freaking good road course racer. You are. How does that happen? Yeah, Where did that come from? I think it's just from um, growing up on go-karts. And I think go-karts are so, like, competitive. And now, um, you know, you have all these different teams going out there. They're so competitive. And I think the biggest thing where I learned most of my speed and my rhythm, like, I feel like everybody learns rhythm in some type of sport when they're younger. And mine was from racing bicycles. I raced BMX. So I kind of felt, I, I learned how the rhythm at a young age and how that felt emotionally Hornets and personally. Park. Yeah, yeah. Hornets Nest. Oh, I, I was out there with you guys when oh, you were yeah. little. You and Jackson and JD. Yep. I remember oh, that because yeah. I used to and ride on Thursday nights. So I did all that and I was with my dad. My dad was, uh, my dad's, uh, he's a, I love my dad to death, but he's a very uh, strict, he wants to win. I, I don't know how to put it. I've always grown up in that. So it's still to this day the exact same person I was with when I was younger. He's calmed down a little bit, but that happens with age. At least he's losing a little Dude, bit of edge, which is wait, nice. Wait till, takes, it's, wait till he's a grandpa. Wait till he's a grandpa. Oh, like man. Big grand, man. Yeah. It definitely pick, it's going to pick back up there. But For sure. Right now, uh, so I kind of learned you know, all of the racing aspects at a young age and the rhythm. So I think that helped a lot. And then you're going to get in these go-karts and they're so competitive and you learn more about racing and more about being on a team. I remember when I was younger, I was only, I was never on a team and I always wanted to be on the team. I was like, cause I just felt like I had somebody to rely on. It wasn't just me holding the burden and then you get on a team and then you're like, this is awesome. And then it just grows and grows and grows. So I think just learning the rhythm at a young age has been very helpful to racing. And I think it's a really great tool. You've had a pretty eventful year so far, man. Four yeah. wins. Some fights. Two uh, two clobber knockers to the side yeah. of Sam Mayer's face. What people don't put into context of like when I look at guys like yourself, just some younger guys that are developing and maturing on live television, right? Mm -hmm. When you're on and the pressure's on and there's a hundred grand on the line, or you're racing for a win and you feel like you get moved, like you learned so much from Martinsville. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you get an altercation with Sam at Nashville mm -hmm. and the outcome obviously wasn't the same as it was yeah. Martinsville. How do you deal with that background chatter of, you know, Joe Gibbs being your grandfather? I'm sure it's, it's gotta, it's gotta be tough. Yeah. So I think a lot of it, I think more of it's just fans saying on oh, granddaddy's money, which is, that's just the park career path I chose. You yeah. know what I'm saying? If I chose that and didn't want that to happen, then I'm, shouldn't be doing this, but right. So I understand that at a young age, and I was always told that. Um, and my dad had to go through the same thing 10 times worse than I did because it was when he was winning Super Bowls. So he had to go through all of that. And I think that's just something you kind of toughen up and, you know, cows over at a young age. But I feel like the learning aspect of it, I think uh, I, you have a lot of people in your ear. Um, and for me, I feel like in those moments, you become, when you make mistakes like that, you become selfish. But I feel like they're great learning. Lear, I mean, it was a terrible situation, but I learned a lot from it. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I feel like learning a lot from it was a great thing that I didn't realize. Um, and then I can take those tools and move them forward. Uh, and for me, like, I feel like 
if I want to be the best driver, all right, it's a lot of that's what everybody wants to do. So I'm I want to make you know do leave, leave a great legacy. I want to be a champion, so I got to take those things and like fix them and polish them. Um, and you know, gotta pull the reins back Dude, in there. All the greats have had to have the reins for sure, back, right? Yeah, like if you're sure. not getting in altercations, pissing yeah. somebody off, then you're probably not racing hard enough. Yep. Yeah, you know I mean, so yeah. you're gonna find yourself. Well, in then that. you lead like. I would never have gotten the fight if I didn't miss a corner in turn three when Brandon was on right behind me. So you kind of go back to all these different yeah, little yeah. things, which I feel like over time, I, I'm very thankful to learn at a young age, but you just kind of take that and you're like, well, if I didn't do this, this wouldn't happen. And then you go after that and you're like, well, now this happened and then it led to all these other different events. So I feel like for me, just staying focused and there's going to be altercations and I feel like, I mean, there's going to be stuff that I'm going to have to deal with, but I just got to keep focus on the future and let it, let it go. I've, I've definitely have had my moments, but I feel like I'm hopefully learning from I think, Bro, I'm glad yeah. my moments that I had when I was 19 were on live television. Like <laughs> yeah. because well, there's a, I mean, there's, yeah. Yeah. But like Cindric touched on it really well. Like he said, look, man, I, I understand that I don't get the benefit of the doubt. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's, that's just kind of the situation you're in, but you talk about, and I see kind of what they've done with Austin Apensky, and like I know the guys you've been around, like Mark McFarland and, and those guys. That it, it's hard when you go to work for somebody who's, you know, grandfather might own the team yeah. to to be real with them, and how important that, is that to you to be on the team and have guys that'll say, "Hey, man, this is where we need to tighten up." Yeah. So for me, I feel like I learned so much, but I always I have a lot. I know I have a lot of pressure on me. I just never understood. Like I've never like understood the pressure that I have on me. I just have kind of like almost. I have more on. I put more on myself naturally, and I can't control that. That's naturally what I do. Yeah. Um. So I don't realize all this other stuff, and I feel like that's something that God's gave me that helps me stay focused because I'm not worried about what this person's saying. Yeah. I'm I'm sad that I let everybody down. That's my biggest thing. So I try to fix those because I don't want to see people sad. I don't like that, which yeah. I can't control it half the time. I will never be able to, but I want to do as much as I can just because I, I feel like it's for a teamwork. I don't like yeah. having a bad atmosphere. You don't want to let your team down. Yeah, I don't want to let my team down. And I know when, when I do. I feel like I'm really good at reading people. So I know when I do and, and it hurts. Um, but I'm like, that's why I always tell myself. It's like taking your dad's tool out of his toolbox and you don't put it and you don't put it back and he kills you for it. And you're like, oh, I'm never doing that again. And so I learned from that stuff. And I'm like, I don't want to. Make these guys who who gives a better ass chewing, Joe or Koi? Well, it depends. So, Koi and scare you. <laughs> Coach will scare you too. Yeah, it's just I feel like they're pretty even. Um, it's just kind of different. Like my butt chewings from my dad and my grandfather are different. My dad, my dads were from not putting the bicycles back or not putting tools back in the exact right spot, like pushing them inside and clicking them inside of the snap on. Uh, yeah. plastic piece or mac let's say yeah. mac and uh coaches were from shooting my brother with airsoft guns so it's two different yeah. stories uh but they're they both have got after it uh coach is a little bit more mellow more forgiving my dad's right to the point so i'd probably say my dad yeah so i've asked you this question uh we, we only got you for a couple minutes so i, I want to get oh, it all out i've asked you what car and what track you'd race after the rest of your life haven't i if you had to pick one no okay what's that um hmm, really great question so I would say, like, if I could do a Lotus 79 or any 79 Formula 1 car and I would race that, it would be Road Atlanta or... How many laps on iRacing do you have in that setup? A lot. <laughs> I love it. I really enjoy it. I just yeah. enjoy the shifting and how it all is. I'm going to say Road Atlanta and... Uh, Monza. I'll say Monza. Okay. Road courses. Dude, Something different than what I have. 
It's I just like so enjoy, I enjoyed it because I haven't done I've worn myself out. So sketchy, so sketchy. But bro. just um, me? the shifts are so quick in it, and like the way the platform, yeah, I just enjoyed. I, that. I, think, I think you say that until good. you strap on that leather helmet, yeah, and you got to well, wear yeah. some goggles. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, that's question. what's going to keep me going because I'm just going to keep getting more and more and more and more every lap, and then that's it. Right and that's there. it. Yeah. That's how you're going to go. That's a great. That's a great way to look at it. Number two, what's the most embarrassed you've ever been at a racetrack? Um, man, I've done some stupid stuff. Like, so if you go back and watch the first start of this race last week i had it in second gear and the rally herps had it in second gear and you watch larson they complain about him jumping yeah but it, he was in first and yeah. we were in second and i don't know what my thought process was for that because i text rally i'm like were you in second gear after that and he's like yeah and so i've done stupid stuff like that um not embarrassing but like when i i so i wrecked clean seag out at the beginning of the year yeah just got in i packed there and wreck, straight up wrecked him like stuff like that, and then I look back at like about thirty seconds after my adrenaline's kind of came down. I'm like, what in the hell was that? What am I doing? <laughs> it's racing, you know, man. like that. So uh, I do that every week. Embarrassing stuff like that. Yeah, like just little little things. Little things. Yeah, but it's, there's been a lot uh, more of those. Yeah. Pal, oh yeah. Oh, for sure. All right, I got question number three for you. All right, and this is a special question for you. Let's hear it. When's Ty Gibbs' first cup race? <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, if you had to look, if your, I had, if you had to look into your crystal ball. Yeah, I don't know. So, it's hard to say that because you go weeks where you're like, yeah, like, I want to be in one, and then the whole organization we're not running good, and I'm like, I don't know. I want to kind of let them figure it out. You know what I'm saying? So let it them just figure it out. yeah, it depends. I'll trade you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it uh, it depends. I would hope soon, as soon as I could, I would definitely like to do it just to get ahead of the learning process, which well, would be best for me. I tell you every time I see you, you're more than ready, even though Thank you don't you. think you are, because at the end of the day, you got to get to the show because there are guys that learn how to swim and there are guys that sink and you're not one of that's going to sink. You're going to do big things. Hopefully and, not. And then uh, as long as, hey, I'm asking just as long as you you don't get too big to come on. Come on. I, I, I would sit here longer if we could. Dude, I, I texted you like 45 minutes ago and you're like, yeah, bro, I'm in. I was yeah. a little longer than that. So I woke up and that was the first thing I read. Yeah, I was, I was up, man. <laughs> I was, like, you were the first it. thing I think about this morning, oh, so thank congrats. You, <laughs> it means a lot. Well, I appreciate you as always jumping on. Congrats on win number four this year. Thank you. Just go get you another championship. Thanks, man. Let's or invite you back on here. I want to come talk to you guys more. Oh, well, I'd love to have you on for like more than six minutes. That's all right. You're welcome anytime, buddy. Thank you. Just as long as you keep winning. I like right. talk to winners. All right, all the only right. person yeah. doesn't win on the show is me. <laughs> Come on. That's, there's only one, there's only room for one Come loser on. on this show. Uh, and guys, that's Ty Gibbs. Continue to root for him. Uh, one of my good buddies and doing it the right way and winning races all the same. Thanks, boy. Thank you. All right, guys, we have the best penny sacker of the week for you guys. Buckle up for this story. <laughs> so we are, oh my God, I can't even say it without laughing. We are at my mom and dad's. Um, Big Randy's. He's got this suite set up. He's got the pool. He's got these hammock chairs. He's got a girl going. We're all having a great time. We're all wearing American flag stuff, looking like true patriots. And we're all sitting around, and they got the kids running around. Ryan's oldest, Harper's playing. Mine, Levi's playing. Crew's doing something. And we're just sitting there drinking some beers, having a good time like uh, anybody would. And I just see Ryan stand up and full sprint past me. And I'm like, where is like, where is he going? And I look over my shoulder and his two-year-old is wide open on the golf cart. <laughs> Apparently, Big Ryan left the key on in the golf cart and crew jumps up in the thing, grabs onto the steering wheel and lays on the throttle wide open. Explain the scene. Well, 
Harper and crew are getting ready for lunch. Everybody's getting for lunch. So Carissa is making it's, lunch for the kids. So she says, Ryan, watch crew. He's walking towards the golf cart. So yeah, he gets up on the golf cart because the kids all get on the golf cart and go feed the horses. It's a thing that your dad does with them. He gets up on the golf cart and I look at him and I'm like, uh-oh. And it's right to the gas pedal. There's a pool. There's a big drop off. Yes. He grabs the wheel because he, he can't sit on the seat. He grabs the wheel and stands on the gas pedal. <laughs> and it, there's a pool to the left and then the house and there's a grassy knoll. Yeah. And then the road and a drop there's off. terror all around. It makes a right and it looks like it's heading down the driveway to the road. Uh-huh. So I make a read just like I do on pit road. I run towards it and I make a read like it's going that way. Well, it turns directly at me. <laughs> And smack off the windshield. Yeah, he just runs into me. Pow. And I like roll off the windshield. Well, then he's going towards the pool. Yeah. And I'm like, oh no, he's going in the pool. Well, then it turns again. My back was to it all. So I still didn't register what was going on. And I had like a four foot window to view it in. So all I see is the first time crew go by, just no emotion, <laughs> hand, holding on to the, to the stream like this, just <laughs> looking dead at us. Like, what are y'all going to do about it? And, Next, and you've run, and then it turns around, and then it comes back around. After the, he the hit same, me, he was laughing. Through the same little window. And then I see you, and you're dead in this middle of the window that I'm looking at. And you're just, like, trying to tackle Derek Henry. You're like, oh, oh. you're like, look, which way am I going to go? And you lunge into the right side of this golf cart, save the day. Yeah, but he was laughing crew. at me. After he of hit me, he, he was. was laughing. It was like, what are you going to do about it? No, like, I thought he'd be scared. Like, uh-oh, I messed up. No. no he, it's like he knew what he was doing. Dude, he was doing donuts in the backyard. Could have been a bad deal. Well, Crew Dog, you are the penny stacker of the week, my friend. You, you know who's not the penny stacker of the week? Who? You. Well, you did not no, help me no. one bit. You just sat there it's, sipping a beer, laughing. Like, that was crazy. Dude. Nobody helped me. Everybody just watched. Like, oh. You got it, man. It's your good kid, job, man. man. <laughs> Gosh. Man, that could have been huge. Yeah. <laughs> Noted. Noted. My form still hurts. But... Anyway. God, what a story. Happy 4th of July, ladies and gentlemen. God bless America. Janie, what do we got for Penny Stacker questions? Jeff Accord wants to know, I know that basically the crew chief is in charge of the pit crew, but is there a captain on the crew who takes charge or speaks with the crew chief? Yes. So the crew chief is chief of the crew. Uh, not even so much the pit crew. More just like most of the shop set up he's kind of like the head coach you've got offensive coordinators underneath that guy so like a car chief would be the offensive coordinator he can like he is over everything about the car he knows the car from the front bolt to the back bumper and everywhere in between he gets the car through tech so the car chief is in charge of the road mechanics and mechanics at the shop in terms of assembly where crew chief is kind of over the overarching big ticket items where the car chief Ron Malik was probably one of the best. Uh, he was with Jimmy for all seven of his championships. One of the, the best car chiefs of all time. And you would never have heard of them, but those car chiefs are just as important as a crew chief is. And then the pit coach then the pit is coach. like the guy over the pit crew guys. Right. So like if something falls off the race car, nuts and bolts wise, it's the car chiefs. No one, no, it doesn't matter if it's the underneath guy who left it loose. It's still on the car chief. Yep. And then if something happens to the pit crew, obviously it's their fault, but it comes back to the pit coach. So. Right. Even though the crew chief gets the suspension with what we got going on right yes. now, which isn't quite related. Uh, but yes, the, if the pit crew's doing bad, it's the pit crew coach that is the one 
twist and the screws as opposed to the crew chief. Yes. Goaded Mobley asks, if you could only race one car on one track for the rest of your career, which would be the last car and track you'd pick? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question because, I mean, really, there's not a bad answer if you get to race a race car at any track, but there are some that are way more fun than others. You don't like Texas. Oh, my God, yes. Thank you. So, like, if I had to race, like, the eighty like the eighty three car that I started my career in at Texas the rest of my life. <laughs> three seconds off the pace, driving absolutely terrible, about eighty horsepower off, just in the way. That is my idea of hell. Does Gross. not sound good. <laughs> All right. I have a question for you. Oh, you got your question, Jay. I have my Sorry. question of the week. Okay. My question of the week is would you rather drive the twenty one from David Pearson's age? For the rest of your career and never win or win one cup race? Um, I just want, I'd like to win a cup race. Uh, now, driving the 21 would be, I've said this since I was a little kid, would be the dream job. I mean, that car's got so much history. As also, David Pearson's my favorite driver of all time. Uh, so that'd be a hard one. But I, I don't want to be the guy that has a 10-year career and never wins. Uh, I, I just I want to like stop that chatter of being the guy that doesn't win. But the situation I'm at right now, Winning is damn hard, my friend. So we're going to try to uh, see if we can't tighten the belts and get one this weekend at Atlanta. We have a decent shot. Got a cake for finishing fifth earlier this year from my friends to the podcast. So hopefully we can get a little bigger cake if we can't find Victor Lane this week. Make sure you guys tune in. This weekend we're going to be Atlanta. The Quaker State 400, 3 p.m. on USA. Don't miss it. I'm going to have that seven car in the wind. Thanks for second penny. Talk to you all next week.